We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. And I trust that you are having a great start to your day or into your day. Maybe you're in the middle of the day. Wherever you are, I hope things are going well and appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you are listening, please make sure that you're subscribed to that podcast platform. I want to make sure that you get these episodes as soon as they come out. So go ahead and subscribe there. And if you are not listening but you are watching, thank you for doing that. Take some time to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would be awesome. Jeremy Stallnecker, search for that over at YouTube. You'll find the channel. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, share this content out. That would be fantastic. And then if you get some time, go over to my website, my blog page, jeremystallnecker.com. Jeremystallnecker.com has all of the information uh, about me that you could possibly want more, perhaps, than you could possibly want. It's all there. All of my socials are there. Uh, the podcasts that I do, a couple of different shows, feed directly there. Other information about me, it's all there. And then the blog, and that's probably the most important thing, at least to me. The blog is there. You can find that as well. That's where I write. And uh, I would encourage you to go take some time to check that out. Hopefully there's a resource there that can be a help to you. I want to talk today about um, uh, something that we must consider when we are thinking about, consider when we're thinking about what it is to march when it might be easier to stay where we are and die. We talk about these concepts and these principles. When the world around us seems to be falling apart, how can we continue to march forward? This is such an important topic, an important conversation, discussion to have, because there are so many, and, and maybe you've been that person. Maybe right now you're, you're teetering on becoming that person. Perhaps you know this person. But there are so many who, when they encounter difficulty or trial in their lives, they simply quit. Now, that doesn't mean they've always been that way. This is something I like to share when I have the opportunity. There are a lot of people who have done it right for a long time. One of the probably not most desirable traits of being human, <laughs> there are some desirable ones, one of the least desirable traits of being human, perhaps, is that we can overcome something difficult in our lives, but it will continue to come back up. It, it seems as though you never really win once and for all. 
You can win a battle. You can win a fight. You can win uh, in one area of your life or another. But that area, that struggle, the difficulty, the obstacle, the trial will continue to come back up. It's always kind of there. So when we talk about marching, when it would be easier to stay where we are and die, and I've spent so much time talking about that, but when we discuss that, uh, this is not a one-and-done situation. This is not one of those, I made the right decision once, I don't have to worry about it again. Uh, This is a decision that will need to be made again and again and again and again, day after day after day after day. The decision to continue moving forward. I've talked about this a lot. Today, I would like to discuss the cost of moving forward. The cost of moving forward. Now, if you are in the middle of a fight right now, you're in the middle of a fight, you're, you're, you're standing on the fence uh, trying to decide, pushing out the emotion, trying to make a, a, an intellectual decision, a rational decision, should I continue on or is it time to pull back? You're in the middle of the fight right now, the obstacle, the trial, the trauma, the difficulty. It's staring you in the face. If that's where you are right now, then I have only one thing to say. Don't quit. Keep moving. As I've talked about in the story around this march or die principle, you have to move to a place where you can better impact the enemy. If you're caught in the fight right now, your world right now seems to be falling apart. Do one thing. Put one foot in front of the other and then do it again and again and again and again. Get out of the kill zone, so to speak, so that you can actually look at the battlefield as it is and make the right decisions. If that's where you are right now, that's what you need to do. What I want to talk about today, however, is for those who are listening that are not in the kill zone right now, not in the fight right now, not in the battle right now. We talk about preparation all the time. In fact, as I've discussed resiliency, I've mentioned that to be resilient means you have made a decision ahead of time, that when you get knocked down, you're going to get back up. So much of being resilient, so much of pushing forward is planning ahead. It's being ready. It's knowing that difficulties will come, that trials will come. It's understanding that that's just a part of life, and I'm going to be ready when it does. What I'm discussing today are some principles that you can work on in your life, that you need to have as a part of your life before you find yourself in the fight. Again, if you're in the fight, keep moving. Once you get out of the kill zone, come back and listen. (laughs) But there is a cost of moving forward. Why is it that so many quit? Why is it that so many simply give up? Why is it that someone who's made the right decision time and time and time again for a long time will finally hit that point where they say, enough is enough, I'm not doing this anymore? Well, because there's a cost to moving forward. I would submit that the benefit of moving forward is far greater than the benefit of staying put or giving up, uh, allowing yourself to die, if you will, as we discuss, emotionally and relationally and spiritually quitting. There's a price that goes along with that as well. 
That price is unfulfilled potential. It's unfulfilled life. It's not being what God created you to be. It's not growing through the difficulties. There is a price to be paid for quitting when you could continue forward. But so often the price, the cost of moving forward seems to be too high for those who are struggling. And one of the reasons the cost seems so high is because the price needs to be paid (laughs) before the battle comes. What are you doing now to prepare for the inevitable battles of life? There are a few areas that you can focus. I want to talk about these briefly today. Uh, Again, this is something for you to think about and mull over. But what can you do? I'm not in the fight right now. I'm not in the battle right now. Things are uh, okay or stable right now. Maybe I'm getting ready to go to a new job. Maybe I'm getting into a new relationship. Maybe a transition is happening in my life. What can I focus on to make sure that I continue moving forward? I'm going to give you a couple of things. Um, The first one is pretty broad, but it's where we need to start. You need to learn to be a disciplined person. Moving forward begins with discipline. An undisciplined person is driven by the wind around them. As things move and change, as situations shift, they shift with it. They're undisciplined. Discipline is required to continue forward in spite of anything pushing back. To move forward when life becomes more more difficult. I was going to say more hard. That's not the right way to say it. When life becomes more difficult requires discipline. Discipline is focusing on the objective and continuing to move forward in spite of obstacles. But discipline is something that has to be developed in every area of our lives if we're going to use or utilize that discipline when life becomes hard. Discipline sounds like such a a dirty word sometimes. It's so hard and so, so difficult and so overwhelming. I don't want to be disciplined. You know what discipline really is? Discipline is the freedom to do what you should when something else would be easier. Let me say that again. Discipline is the freedom to do what you should when something else would be easier. I don't think that most of us struggle with what we should do. What we typically struggle with is the fact that what we should do most of the time is the harder thing. Most of the time, it's easier to do the thing we shouldn't do, to stay where we are, to, using the march or die principles, to give up, to quit, to die. That's the easiest thing to do. The hardest thing to do is to continue to push forward. But freedom in our life comes when we are not constrained by what is easier. We're not chained to what is uh, the the easy way to go or, or chained to the easy way to move. We're not chained to that thing that says, why don't you just stay here? We have the ability, the freedom to keep moving forward. That's what discipline does. We've got to switch our thinking on discipline. We've got to change how we view discipline. 
Discipline is about freedom. Discipline is about the freedom to do what I know I should, even though it's going to be hard. It's instilled in little ways. This has been talked about so often, but it's making your bed in the morning. It's engaging in spiritual disciplines like reading your Bible and praying. It's picking up your clothes. It's doing the simple stuff. It's being disciplined to do the right thing. It's getting in the habit of continually doing the right thing. Doing the right thing is your default. It requires discipline, but that's who you become when you focus on discipline. I'll say this. Discipline is much easier to keep than it is to get. (laughs) Discipline is much easier to keep than it is to get. I think this is why so many will do things so well for so long and then quit and never get it back. It's hard to be disciplined. You can start with the little things and then move to the bigger things. Go from making your bed and keeping your clothes picked up to keeping your car clean to caring for your appearance to making sure that you're on time that you keep your word that you do what you're going uh, what you say you're going to do it's building these disciplines into your life they become then habits and they're easier to hang on to as as difficult as they can be to hang on to much easier to hang on to than they are to come back to later Once you begin to develop the discipline in your life to do these things, continue the discipline. We say, well, I'll take a break. We we see this in in fitness, right? (laughs) I get into this, this discipline, this habit of exercising. Then a holiday or a sickness, something else comes along and I quit for a little while. I'm not quitting forever. I'm just taking a break or stopping because I need to right now. And even though you may have done the discipline of exercising for a long time, that break makes it nearly impossible to get back. That's how it is in all of our lives. You need to be disciplined. You need to be focused on doing the right thing consistently. And when you're focused on that consistently, when you're willing to do whatever you need to do to move forward, you then have the freedom to do what you should when something else would be easier. Focus on discipline. Now, this isn't discipline for discipline's sake. I, I, I weary of people who hold up discipline as something to be achieved. Once you are a disciplined person, you've reached a pinnacle of some kind. Uh, that's silly. Discipline is a tool to be used. I'm going to talk about a couple of other things here, but until you are a disciplined person... You'll never focus on these other areas as you should, and when the battle comes, you're not going to be prepared. Preparation requires discipline. Are you disciplined? Start with the small things. Start with the easy things and work from there. Be consumed and focused on doing what is right, what you should, when something else may be easier. Uh, Next, you need to focus on healthy relationships. You're not in the fight right now. You know the fight will come. Focus on healthy relationships. Three areas I would recommend focusing on, that is with family, with friends, and with mentors. You need to develop 
relationships in each one of those areas so that when the battle comes, those relationships are solid and they can be used <laughs> to help guard you against some things and help, help to push you through other things. Focus on healthy relationships. Don't wait till your marriage is falling apart, till your kids are falling apart, to focus on your family. Focus on them now. Don't wait until you absolutely must have someone in your corner to find friends. Be a friendly person. Develop those relationships now. Don't wait until the bottom has fallen out of your financial life or your relational life or your spiritual life to find a mentor who can help put those pieces back together or answer the questions that you, ha- you may have or help you to navigate a tricky, uh, difficult uh, path. Find mentors now. Focus on your spouse. Focus on your children. Develop those strong family bonds. Focus on being a good friend and having friends. Focus on finding the right people to invite into your life who can speak truth to you, who can be a mentor to prevent you from making bad decisions and encourage you to make the right ones. You need to focus on healthy relationships. And then I'll say this, you need to invest. You need to invest in a couple of areas. You need to invest physically and you need to invest mentally and you need to invest spiritually. Develop healthy relationships. That's development. We could call that investment as well. Uh, I think that is developing. That's work that needs to be done. But then you need to invest in some very specific areas. Investment, we typically think about in a financial sense, uh, having a strong financial uh, house can be very helpful. You should invest financially. That is, to me, self-evident. Take care of your finances. This goes back to discipline. Take care of your finances. Do the right thing when something else would be easier. But you must focus on three areas of investment. This is daily. Focus, and this is probably an upside-down order, but I want to end with the one I want to end on, so we're going to start here physically. Of the three, this may be the least important, but it is extremely important. We are, I don't even know how to say this. This, this, is, this troubles me. We're living at a time, culturally, where it's not okay to point out that someone is not okay. It's not okay to say that someone is doing something that doesn't make sense. We could consider gender issues and all of these things that we're just supposed to accept as being normal and we need to be okay. Instead of dealing with the spiritual and the emotional and the psychological issues related to some of this, we just need to say it's okay. For some reason, this has become the case physically. It does not matter what someone is doing to their body or how little they're taking care of their body. We're supposed to all just say, it's okay. Be who you are. It's fine. And I'm thankful that we live in a country where you can do whatever you want to do, and it's okay. But listen to me. If your body, what God has given to you to move about, to operate and function in this world, 
to do the work of building those healthy relationships. If your body is not capable of doing all that it was designed by God to do, and I realize we have different limitations from one person to the other, but if you are not fully physically able to do what your body given to you by God is able to do, then you will struggle more than you need to when trials, traumas, difficulties, and obstacles come your way. If you don't have the energy or the strength if you're not eating right and sleeping right, if you're not taking care of your body, then you'll have a very difficult time pushing through when life becomes overwhelming. I think we miss this. We don't tie the physical sometimes to the spiritual. God can put a call on your life, can open doors of opportunity, can give you everything you need to press forward. But if you have not taken care of the vessel that carries it all forward, you are being a bad steward of something that God has given to you. You must take care of your body. It's different for everyone. I'm not prescribing a a plan. I'm not saying to diet. I'm saying take care of yourself. The next area is mental. We need to invest in our physical bodies We need to invest in our minds. God has given to us minds. Now, he hasn't given the same mind to everyone. (laughs) I look at some people and I think, what could I do if I had a mind like that? We struggle to greater or lesser degrees. We're not the same. But you have a capacity. And if you're not caring for your mind by reading things that build your mind, by asking questions of people, by learning, by studying... If you're not growing mentally, then again, you are limiting what God will do with your life. Your body is something that God has given to you to steward over. So is your mind. If your days are filled with mindless entertainment, with distraction, then you may get from one day to the next, but you'll never again fully be what you could be. And when the time comes to make the right decision in the moment of battle, you won't have the mental resources you need to draw from. Invest daily in the physical. Invest daily in the mental. And then finally, and again, I would flip this list upside down in importance, but I wanted to end here. Invest in the spiritual. Invest in the spiritual. Are you investing in your spiritual life. What does that mean? It it has a broad understanding from one person to the next, perhaps. But to me, what this means is investing in your relationship with God. This begins, of course, with having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, understanding who God is and who we are. (laughs) Understanding that God is perfect and we are not. We've sinned against his holy, perfect nature. That we need a Savior, that Savior is Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, that he paid the price for our sin, that he was buried, that he rose again of his own power three days later. And that by putting our faith, our trust, our hope, and our confidence in him, our sins can be eternally forgiven. We certainly need to turn from ourselves, that is to repent and turn to Christ. But that is the starting point of an eternally spiritual relationship. 
so much into that, but we need to then continue to grow. Salvation is a moment in time. Sanctification is a growth process. We start as spiritual babes born into the family of God. We then grow and mature and learn. We spend time in the Bible reading, understanding what God wants us to understand from His Word. We spend time in prayer asking God to speak to us, to show us, to guide us, and to direct us. We invest spiritually. To go to church on Sunday is not spiritual investment. That can be a part of your spiritual investment. But if that's the beginning and end of it, you're not investing. That's like eating a small meal once a week and wondering why you are not able to do physically what you'd like to do. The spiritual life is something that must be focused on. We go to God. We learn from Him. We read His Word. We speak to Him in prayer. We surround ourselves with other believers who build us up, who edify, who encourage us to grow. We allow God to work in us and through us. That's what all of this is about. It's amazing to me how many Christian people who look like they are spiritual people on the outside encounter a difficulty in their lives and fall or walk away or quit trying (laughs) because they are so spiritually anemic that when the difficulty does come, they don't have the strength, spiritually speaking, to continue on. Invest in your relationship with God. That is a spiritual investment. There's a cost to moving forward. There's a cost to marching when it would be easier to stay where you are and die. There's a cost. The best time to pay the price is when things are going well. Maybe you stumbled on this podcast and maybe the title, maybe something else got your attention and you're struggling right now. Again, if you're in the fight right now, here's what you need to do. Keep moving. Don't quit. Get out of this fight. Get to a place where you can better impact the enemy and then make better decisions. When you're in the fight, you need to deal with what you're dealing with. But if you're in between fights, (laughs) know that part of life is trial and trauma and difficulty. Encountering obstacles. That's that's life. But in addition to that, we can prepare. We prepare by developing discipline. Doing the right thing, the thing we know we should, instead of that which is easiest. Having the freedom to move forward when life becomes very, very difficult. We build healthy relationships with our close family and that circle of friends and inviting mentors into our life who can speak truth. And we invest in the bodies that God has given to us and the minds that God has equipped us with. And we continue daily investing in our spiritual lives, our relationship with God. Learning and growing and knowing of Him. If we'll do that, then when the difficulties do come, it doesn't mean they'll be easy. It just means that we will have paid the price to become equipped to continue moving forward. Are you preparing now? You can be. 
But just remember, there is a cost to moving forward. Invest now, work now, grow now, and you'll have all that you need when the time comes. Because in life, as I like to remind you every week, when the bullets are flying, when things are seemingly out of control, you really only have two choices. There may be nuance, there may be other steps, but there really are only two choices. You can stay where you are and die. You can do that. Or you can put one foot in front of the other and march. And thankfully, it's always your decision. What are you going to do? Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.